Hey, thanks for joining us and listening to our podcast, The Shelleys. We're your hosts, Kayla and Seth Shelley. This podcast mainly documents our life, living up north, raising our kids, caring for our animals, and really everything in between. So we really hope that you enjoy today's episode, and welcome to our life. You're starting to cough. Of course I'm ready. I always cough. Generations Marketplace. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you introducing it right now? Uh, I didn't know that I was recording yet. <laughs> you can introduce it if you want. Hey, everybody, we have a special announcement I Kayla can't wait to share with you. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Next week, we are going to have a guest speaker. A guest speaker? Like a guest. Like a guest. Well, they're going to be speaking, aren't they? A guest speaker makes it sound like a keynote address. Like a, okay, today's we're guest having speaker. a guest. We're interviewing. We're just having somebody on the show. Like, why are you letting me introduce it then? If you're just going to like Because you just blurted it out. I didn't realize it was recording. <laughs> All right, I'll give anyway, you a little backdrop. We, I, can, I can do the introduction. We have a friend in Ontario. She's done the impossible, I think. She has been quite an inspiration to us. Um, she's really involved with like homesteading and what's her name? Self-sufficiency, and her name is Heidi, and she's actually going to be our guest next podcast episode. That's right. So. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've known Heidi probably as long as I've had rememberable memory. Rememberable <clears throat> memory. Yeah, like memory that I can remember. I know her husband really well, Mallard. He was our neighbor growing up. And uh, just like kind of one of the brothers. We called him Paco. I don't know why we called him Paco. <laughs> <laughs> that, was his, that was his nickname. Why? I don't know. I was little. I was a young kid, and he was, was Paco my from friends. like a show or something. I literally, I have no idea why we called him Paco. Oh, we did Paco. <laughs> That's weird. And then like Mallard when we got older. <coughs> I only cough during the podcast, but yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited about her too because she's done something that I think is so um, admirable and seemingly impossible. Which is to homestead, you know, that kind of homesteading attitude in southern Ontario. I almost said Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> I just say it by default, I can't help it. Uh, which I think is pretty fantastic. Like, yeah, they've done a great job. And what we've admired about them is we, we had a conversation with her. I know you did not that long ago. Because they're do- they were doing it on such a small piece of property, too. Like, they're just so... Yeah, it blew my mind the amount of, like, garden space and animal space and stuff that they were able to work into where they lived. Like, the amount of planning that goes into And they've since that. moved to a bigger place, but, like, it's just crazy. I was like, there's no way. That is, like, impossible. That's Paco for you. But it's possible. It's packable. <laughs> that was a terrible joke. That was, like, a Seth joke. I just stooped so low to do a Seth joke. Whoa. But we won't talk about it too much now because... No, we don't want to spoil We'll <coughs> talk more about it. Next. Literally, you do I not know. cough ever. And then as soon as it's like, oh, it's podcast time. <coughs> we don't want to spoil it because that would be kind of like, when you were a kid, did you ever just read the end of a book? No. You just, no? Because you and I are very different. I love surprises and I like I hate him. not knowing things. And Seth is the type of person that is like, 
it's like three weeks before Christmas. I bought you a gift. Can I give it to you now? Like he just <laughs> he can't wait. He doesn't like surprises. It's no. like yeah. Well, I like knowing what's gonna happen at the end of the book. I'll still read the book. Like people are like, oh. Don't spoil that movie for me. Oh, I don't want to spoil it for him. Like, I'm still going to watch the movie. Yeah, Seth will look up spoilers and, like, look while up how things end while we're watching a movie. And then I'll say, do you want to know how it ends? And what do I say? No. And then I'll say, that guy dies. So annoying. And then most of the time he doesn't die, but then you don't know if it's true or not. What? Yeah. You're, like, squinting. You're so I'm, tired. I'm so tired. Why are you so tired? Uh, <clears throat> I didn't get very much sleep last night. It was just partying party till like five in the morning and then went to sleep and then went to church had a couple hours sleep and then uh <laughs> what kind of party were you having i was gonna say a meat a meat party <laughs> well cool. that was just not no uh yesterday i was fortunate enough to uh harvest a bear a big bear like big like big i mean he's not like a boone and crockett bear but it's the biggest bear i've ever shot and i've shot four like, Seth had it, the... Um, I guess I could say now a quarter of my bears are big. That's good math. Anyway, Seth had the hide draped over an old ironing board, like an old wooden I ironing board. I used it for my board. fleshing board. And it was, like, over my waist high, and the paws were on the ground. So it was basically, like, looking at the actual size that the bear would have been alive yeah and if it's the just, bear's insides were uh ironing board but you know what i mean like, it's like a deflated it was bear. about as yeah. tall as the bear would be and it was just so big yeah very i'm very very happy when i saw him i knew he was a good size bear and i knew i had to i knew i that was a bear i would want that's so and that's how many hours do you think i to get to that point so like far this, this spring. spring just this spring yeah that was like your fourth time out and probably, and it's not like I go out for an hour at a time. Like no, typically you go it's a out whole for day. hours. Like usually leave like mid-afternoon and you're back after dark. And after dark is like 10 o'clock now. Yeah, I'm, I was leaving. I'm not good at math. So you got to help me with the math here. Leaving around 3. Two times I left at 3. And I was back at like 10.30. So what's that put that at? Seven hours. Seven hours. And then a couple of them are all day events. So <coughs> what is going on? So, yeah, a, lot, a big investment. And uh, it's interesting. I was just talking to a friend, my friend Wes, about this because it's like it's all those hours of sitting and waiting and watching and seeing a bear if it's too far, seeing bear scap, you can't find the bear, hearing something but it's not a bear. For like this window, it's like two-minute window if you're lucky to try and get a good shot. Mm. And then it all, yeah. So I did it. <clears throat> we uh, we brought him home last night, so I, I shot him probably around eight eight o'clock, and then I retrieved him out of the bush. Oh, it was later than eight. No, it wasn't. Mm. Maybe it's like eight fifteen. Because I, I nine. no, because I thought I had lots of time before mm. to find him, <clears throat> but I didn't. And then we retrieved him back to the truck with the help of Raven, my our neighbor and our landlord and our friend. You know, you got a good friend where you can text him at like 10 o'clock at night. Say, hey, maybe it was earlier. I mean, like 9.30, but I'm like 45 minutes out. Hey, can you come help me get this bear out of the bush? And he showed up. And then we stayed up all night because it's warm. So it's springtime. In the fall, when it's like 
colder at night, you can hang a bear. You can hang any kind of animal overnight and let the meat cool. But we don't have the that ability right now. It gets too hot during the day. and It doesn't really go to freezing at night. So that meant we had to skin the bear and then immediately start taking meat off of it. So, so far we've got, I weighed one bag. I weighed the bag that was, I thought like the middle heavy bag and it was five pounds like on the button. And we have 10 of those bags. So I think so far right now, ready to be ground up and turned into sausage, we have 50 pounds of meat. And that's half of the bear. And that's half of the bear. We still have, we still have the back two legs to to bone out and everything. So it's funny because <clears throat> I tend to hum and haw about the kind of initial cost of becoming a hunter. So your books, your gear, your courses, the guns, um, more gear and more gear and more gear. And <clears throat> it's funny when you put it into perspective and you think about half of what you just shot bringing us roughly 50 pounds of meat like if you go to the store i'm looking it up right now and you buy a pound of ground beef you're looking at what like six to ten dollars let's see um i'm looking for just what you want to know like ground beef yeah just like basic ground beef okay april 2021 that's the one i want right that's your win yeah. Uh, what's a kilogram? How many pounds is a kilogram? 2.2. So a kilogram of beef. Why do, why, why do we have to have different measurement units? Just pick pounds. Come on. Is $11.53. So I'm just going to look up how many pounds are in a kilogram. So that's what? Let's just say five bucks a pound. Yeah. And that's like regular ground beef. If you want lean that's ground $250 beef. $250 of, yeah. If you want lean ground beef, that's it's more. And that's not counting the fact that we could and we could take hams off the back of this bear. And that's also accounting for the fact that that beef tastes not great. No, store bought beef. We have been very spoiled. We bought beef off of our um, friends, and we've hunted for the rest, mm-hmm. and we raised meat birds, and going back to a grocery store meat. Every once in a while, if we like are in a rush and pick something up real quick, it is just not the same. No, it's not. And it's so much more money that you're spending. It's just crazy. But I mean, there's <coughs> there's a delicate balance though, because I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier this week. I said you should make a post about it. Yes, which I didn't. So why don't you just talk about it a little bit? Because there is there is the tension, and I feel the tension. That's why every night you go out and you come back with nothing. And people always say, oh, you can't have any expectations when you're hunting. you got to let go of your expectations, and then you'll have more fun hunting. I think, yeah, I'm not really – like, it is fun, but there's that other side of it where, like, I want – I don't have any meat in my freezer right now. Like, we're on our last few packages of ground bear from the fall, so it's like – or are we out? Uh, there might be just, like, maybe one or two. One or two yeah, there? so it's like, well, I, I know it's fun, but I'm not out here – I also have a purpose to be out here. Like, I, I want to harvest an animal. And, but so there's a real tension when you come back without something. Like on Friday night, we went out and uh, we didn't see anything. It was very discouraging. Like you don't even see something. You don't even have an opportunity to to try and do anything. But So you were going to make a post about it, though. I don't want to steal your thunder. I'm not stealing my thunder. It's 
What was the term you used? I can try to remember what it was now. I said... Something about convenient. Convenience. Oh, yeah. What was that? Oh, can I look it up real quick? Because I feel like it was very poetic. <clears throat> sure. So you just have to give me a second to look it up. That's fine. Um, so we need to fill the gap here. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now just seeing all the texts that you sent me. Who? You. When? When I was out. You're like, did you get it? Where are you? Are you okay? Are you dead? Yeah. So <laughs> also, so if you go to our YouTube channel, you'll see videos that Seth has posted about like hunt number one, two, and three. And the third one is last night where he finally got the bear. But leading up to that were a couple other nights. And literally the night before, him and his buddy had gone out and they were outside sitting in a field. They were like, this is like prime bear spot. Why aren't we seeing any black bears? And then sure enough, they see a grizzly bear and her cub. So that's the night before. And then the next night, Seth goes out by himself. It's like coming on dark. I know he's shot the bear because he texted me that. And it ran off and he wasn't sure where it was. And he didn't want to go in the dark into the woods. Oh, you're supposed to wait. People say wait like half an hour. Yeah. So he waited. And by then it was like that poor visibility light where it's like your mind plays or your eyes play tricks on you. Here's the other. So here I am thinking like. Okay, so he's now got to go find this bear. What if it's injured and ticked off and it's going to like kill him and he's got no cell reception and so yeah. And, and what course. else what else did I have that was added added a to the A black powder rifle. With one shot. You only get one shot. Do not- so I made <laughs> Seth bring his backup gun. My 30-06. Which from the looks of the video you made, you didn't carry it with you. Uh, you know what? I'm I did bring it and after I shot him, I did take it but it felt like cheating. I yeah. felt like I'm cheating. So I thought, no, I'm, I'm doing this. I want to do this It wouldn't feel like cheating if you were getting charged by an angry bear. You know what, though? Nope. What a way to go. Okay, did you find out what it was you said yeah, to me? Yeah, I said the inconvenience of sustainability. Yes. It's a reality. So, it is. So we talked about this in our last episode, how we're kind of have a goal to work toward being a little more self-sustaining and it's true there are times when like you know in your heart of hearts that the payoff is going to be worth it but the lead up to it and the work and the time away especially in regards to hunting all the time spent away and me at home having my own jobs that I need and want to get done, like gardening and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I've got all these seeds in here that are flowering and are these plants. And then I'm at home with four kids. Like it's one thing to be inconvenienced because you have to go to the store. And I'm not trying to like paint a picture. Like if you go to the store, we go to the store. We go to the store all the time. I'm just saying there's one thing to be inconvenienced with like having to go shopping. And there's another level of inconvenience Knowing that you could come home with nothing. Yeah, like that would be like me saying, oh, we're out of stuff for making lunches for the kids for this week. So <laughs> I got to go to the grocery store. Couldn't find leave, a grocery and store. And I leave at 3 and I come back at 10.30 p.m. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what happened. I couldn't find the grocery store couldn't anywhere. Find, no so grocery stores I came out. I still don't have anything for lunches I'm going to go out tomorrow. Week. I'm going to wait for a grocery store to show up, though. I'll get it. I'll yeah, get it. Don't you yeah. worry. <laughs> so it's good. It's but it's, it, and it is hard because 
the pressure, like I said, there's so much pressure when you're, when you're like, man, I want this for meat. Now, some people would argue and say, you know, oh, you know, just go buy something, whatever. The point is, this idea of sustainability isn't always convenient. Like, you can't, if you just want to go out and get <clears throat> meat, you go buy it. And I know that. But I don't really necessarily agree with, uh, I, look, I don't think things that are good should be convenient. I think there's a reason that the convenient things suck. That's why they're convenient. Well, yeah. I guess so. So the things that are the good, like the goodest in life, hmm. the, the goodest are things in life, they're hard to get. And there's a struggle with it. There's there's time. There's an investment. There's struggle. There's emotion you have to put in to take out. And that's, you know, I don't really tell a lot of people this, but I, I try and leave something behind every time I harvest an animal as well. Like a, I feel like we watch too, many, too much Criminal Minds. I sound like a serial killer, like a reverse serial killer. I don't take something from the animal, but I leave something in the forest. It's like as a token of like, this is the, I've invested so much, and if every time you take something, you should leave something. It's like a reminder. It's like a cognitive exercise for me, just to remember that. But it's inconvenient. You and totally that's why like took my criminal minds thing that I just said to you earlier this evening. Yeah, because you said when you looked in the fridge and you saw the meat tub. Is that no. what it was? Peyton no. said, oh, the meat tub is creeping mummy out because I had it wrapped in cheesecloth. <laughs> big bloody cheesecloth. <laughs> in a big gray bin in our fridge no i was saying how i think all of the like terminology from criminal minds is getting in my head because i see it like leaking out into my conversations that's okay that's kind of funny but yeah just uh it was a really cool experience but i'm just so tired i, I used to be able to stay up all night i can't do it anymore and I now. haven't slept. I didn't take a nap today because <clears throat> I don't want to like, because if I, I felt like if I took a nap, I'm not going to go to sleep tonight and I'm going to just, you know, compound. Well, and you had to, you worked on the hide. Yeah, I fleshed the hide. Well, Early I went to church this, this morning. Yeah, you had to work this morning. So I went to church, got back at like one o'clock, picked up the hide, and then I fleshed, fleshed it with the, the kids. Hide. The kids were out there helping me flesh it. And then at that time, Charlie went for a nap. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I'm going to go get groceries now. Because every Sunday, I go get groceries when she naps. And then on my way home, I was like, oh, shoot. I've got no spot in my fridge to put all these groceries. Because this huge hunk of meat is sitting in there. Yeah. So, so as soon as I got home, I was like, I need you to get that yeah. out of the fridge and start. Which is fine. It's fun deboning. But it's the first time I've done it without the tutelage or under what would you how what's the right word there? Am I under his tutelage? I don't know. I think that's such a stupid word. Why? Tutelage? It sounds cool. It doesn't sound cool. It sounds stupid. Well, I think it sounds cool. Tutelage? No, you're saying it wrong. Tutelage. Tutelage. Yeah, tutelage. Anyways, <laughs> under the watchful eye of my my trainer. Mentor. My mentor. Um and it's the first time I've done any deboning without him, and uh, or whatever you call it. So I was intimidated. I was very intimidated, very nervous. You know, I was talking to him about this, and if you've never, I'm not going to say this anymore. I'm not going to say when I do something bad, man, I butchered it. Why? Because the connotation is that you did a bad job, and so I feel like the 
the it evokes the idea that like to butcher something is to do a bad job at it. That's not what it means. Yes, it is. Like, oh, you butchered that. Oh, I butchered this. Like, it's a hack job. A hack job. Yeah, but butchering is not a hack. It's a finesse job. Like, it is not a hack job. In you're fact, still, when I was hacking at you're it. You're still taking something whole and cutting it up. But you're not hacking at it. It's like, it's insane what you can do. How When I'm someone sure. knows what they're doing, it's insane. I'm sure it is. So I'm not going to say that anymore. I'm not going to say, oh, I butchered it. Because it's just insulting. Okay. That'd be like saying, "Oh man, I really mommed that one." <laughs> like, what does that mean? Oh, I did a bad job. I mommed it. I don't know. I tell the kids, "Don't use your dad eyes. <laughs> use yeah, your well, mom eyes when you're looking for things." <laughs> your dad eyes. Because you're instilling. Look in, right through it and say, "It's not here." <laughs> yeah. Well. So, uh, what's this month been like for you? Has it been disappointing? The fact that we still have plants in the house. Yeah, a bit. <clears throat> so, when we were even like an hour north of here, I've always done my planting and gardening on May long weekend. And on like Monday of this past week, I was like, oh, it's almost the May long weekend and the weather forecast looks great all week. So, I'm going to put out some of my zucchini plants. And I didn't, pu- I put out not even half of them. Because I was like, ah, still a little bit early, but I put out probably like eight plants and they're all dead. Peyton didn't know how to tell you. Peyton saw them in the morning and she was scared to tell me that they were dead. And it's not a big deal. This is the first time I've grown zucchini first and then transplanted it. I normally just do it right in the ground. So I was like, it's not a big deal if they don't make it. I'll just put (laughs) the seeds in the ground. Peyton fed the horses that morning and got in the truck to go to school and she's like, Daddy, I don't know how to tell mommy. It's like, tell her what? I thought something bad had happened. She's like, I grabbed the pitchfork to feed the horses and it had frost on it. And I looked in her garden and all of her zucchinis are dead. <laughs> it's like, well, she's going to know soon enough. Yeah. And she's like, maybe we just won't tell her. It's like, we, she's going to know, Peyton. She's in the garden every day. Yeah, she's going to know. Oh, what else happened this weekend, though? Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, this is the one you've been waiting to. Oh, I've been thinking you want to talk about gardening. You're like, forget gardening. Let's get to the real, the real deal. That's, I mean, gardening has its place. So I don't mind talking about gardening, but we <clears throat> got sheep this weekend. We got, it's funny, I said this to someone on Facebook. Um, Seth and a couple guys from the fire hall decided that they wanted to get a sheep for slaughtering. It's kind of foreign to them. They haven't done it before. They know Seth hunts and you know, is okay with stuff like that. So they were like, oh, we want to find a sheep to go in on you, with you and slaughter. So my compromise was if you get a sheep here and the main purpose is to slaughter it, then I get to have a sheep for keeping as a pet. Seems like a dumb compromise. So now we have three sheep that are pets and zero that are slaughter worthy. (laughs) Well, no, that's not true. One of them is slaughter worthy, but we can't slaughter it because it's our friend. So what happened was He's my there fur was baby. Th- I uh, do not say it's my fur baby. Please don't tell me that's what I'm like. My fur baby. Anyway, he's we, my sheeple. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> we 
we're supposed to get another one with these three that were going to be used for slaughtering. And then it was kind of a... It's kind of a weird situation. Weird, hairy situation when Seth and his friend Paul went to go pick them up with Peyton. Yeah, it was just weird. And the lady... Kind of reneged on what she had said. To and just understand didn't. what she had originally told me. So Which whatever. I, we don't want to get into detail. I think there was something going on there. But yeah. so now we're on the hunt for another sheep. Yeah. So I have a lead on an Icelandic little ram, mm-hmm. and they're so cool looking. They have like long hair, and it's all like wavy. And the idea could be that we would get it and breed it with our young girl mm-hmm. and the old and their mom and then slaughter it what, a, what a horrible what that, a horrible thing to do <clears throat> if you think about it whatever that poor little guy is finally going to be awakened to the world of opportunity that exists for him in breeding and then we kill him it's like here's the taste of the good life buddy now you're dead but i have been told that rams aren't great to keep for like keep around because they can be i don't know maybe rammy that's where that expression comes from yeah so and I mean, the kids made go it in with four months old. Is that right? Five months. Four or five, five months. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so young. So it'd still be young enough that it'd be fine to use for meat and stuff. It's not like it's this old sheep, but they're really cute. They came to us with the mom and the male that we got, um, a neutered male, came to us with names already. And the male is Joey, and the mom is Midge, and then she has a little girl baby. And we haven't decided. On different names yet. I have decided, but Joey just wants. seems natural to call him Joey. I hate the name Joey. I know you do. Sorry if there's a Joey out there listening. <clears throat> I have a name for the one sheep, but nobody likes it. I like it. Then why did you give? Why don't you name it that? Why don't you use that name on the podcast? What name did I pick? It's a great name for Baba sheep. Baba Streisand. Baba Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good name. And would that be for the mom or the baby? That's the mom, Baba Streisand. And why don't we just call the baby baby? What? Really? We're gonna come out. We're gonna follow Baba Streisand with baby. Nobody puts baby in the corner. What's that from? <laughs> Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Her name is Baby. Oh, that's why I don't. I've never seen that movie. I don't like it. <laughs> I just don't like that movie. I'm not gonna say anything more because I don't want you to storm off and uh-huh. <laughs> It's not really, well, no, I tried watching that movie with you. I just didn't. I had too many questions and not enough answers. Mm-mm. It's just a weird summer camp. Like, who has a dance? Who's dancing at these summer camps? Why, first off, why is there a summer camp for adults? Third off, why is there. It's like a family campground thing. Okay, so and if there's a got... family campground, why is there this dirty dancing going on? It seems pretty unfamily to me. Okay, it's the staff. And they're all like They'd older. Be fired. They would all be fired if if we went to a campground. That's not true. Kayla, if we went to a campground, if we went to family camp at Nest Lake, okay. Uh, that's not a Hold Bible on. camp though. We went to Nest Lake family camp, and a whole bunch of people started getting dirty and dancing. We would complain, and they would all uh, get fired. First off, not comparable because it's a Christian camp that you're talking about, and the one in Dirty Dancing isn't. Anyway, I don't feel like talking about Dirty Dancing because. You, I, we're just not going to talk about The only this. good part about that movie is Patrick Swayze. That's true. Which our son him. Lucas, we cut his hair into a mullet, and he kind of looks like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Roadhouse. Oh, you looked like Patrick Swayze when you were like a teenager. Yeah, I, I used to get that a lot. People say, yeah. oh, are you Patrick Swayze? 
and say, no. Nope. I don't think they said, are you Patrick Swayze? They may have said, you look like Patrick Swayze. Yeah, I thought, I took that to mean they thought I was Patrick Swayze. Ah, I see. Anyways, uh, sorry, I'm really tired. And I think it's time to uh, hit the hay, as it were. But uh, I can't wait for you guys to be on the podcast next week so you can hear from our friend Heidi. And really, we really hope that the goal is that uh, it helps you, inspires you to take whatever space you have and maybe rewild it or put it in a garden or get some backyard animals or whatever it is on your path to kind of like a more sustainable, a more sustainable lifestyle, a more sustainable pattern of living. And maybe that includes muzzleloading hunting. And if you need, uh, maybe that doesn't. Maybe it just means you're going to eat more lettuce. I don't know. But if you're going to eat lettuce, I think you should grow it yourself. Mm-hmm. That's all I have. Any closing thoughts? No. No. All right. Well, tune in next week, and uh, we'll be here. <laughs> we sure will. See ya. See ya.